Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. If they would just have the same type of uh, ideas and mindset of even modern day mothers. Number one, you could hear it almost said, Samson, get your hand out of that line. You don't know where it's been. Number two, David, I told you not to play in the house with that sling. Go practice your harp. We pay good money for those lessons. Abraham, Stop wandering around the countryside and get home for supper. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I told you to never play with fire. Cain, get off your brother. You're going to kill him someday. Noah, no, you can't keep them. I told you don't bring any more strays home. Gideon, You've been hiding in that wine press again. Son, look at your clothes. James and John, no more burping contests at the dinner table, boys. People are going to start to call you sons of thunder. Judas, have you been in my purse again? Lastly, number 10, Jesus, stop working on that old wood and come and eat you'd spend your life on that wood if your father had asked you to if you and stand with me this morning we're grateful for our mothers today grateful for them we will have some time set aside in the latter portion of this service to pay some more tribute but today let's go to first timothy chapter number two. First timothy chapter number two i want to start reading in verse number 13 today uh, from the King James Version and you say why do you say that because I'm going to read it here just a little bit from another translation or probably better called from a paraphrase Bible that is the message Bible verse Timothy 2 and verse number 13 the Bible says for Adam was first formed then Eve and Adam was not deceived but the woman being deceived was in the transgression Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. They continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 through 15 from the paraphrasing the Message Bible. It says, Adam was made first, then Eve. Woman was deceived first, our pioneer in sin, with Adam right on her heels. On the other hand, her childbearing brought about salvation, reversing Eve. But this salvation only comes to those who continue in faith, love, and holiness, gathering it all into maturity. You can depend on this. I attribute probably uh, the stem of what I'm about ready to talk to you today from my dear wife, which I'm glad to be in church with me today. And um, being that, you know, we preach every week, 
Uh, throughout the year, I have folders on my computer that's designated for Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, July 4th, Christmas, you name it. All the special holidays goes beyond and throughout the year, whenever I stumble across a scripture or something that I think, man, that just might fit, for, I throw it there, throw thoughts there. Whenever that day comes, maybe I got something to work with. And so I came this week to Mother's Day and opened up my folder and there's nothing in there. Now, I got all kinds of stuff for Father's Day that I, I preached to guys, but when it came to mom, I didn't have anything. And I told my wife concerning this, and she, somewhere along the line in her message Bible reading, had come across this scripture. And she says, she says, dear, look at this statement, and this is what I'm going to preach to you on. Now, she didn't give me a full outline, all right? But she did give me these two words, and this is where I'm coming from today. In the Message Bible, verse number 15, the two words, the phrase that is my subject matter for the next few moments is this, reversing Eve. Reversing Eve. Will you help me pray today? Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. We're grateful, Lord, for your spirit. Grateful, Lord, for your power. I'm asking God even now, that you would bring every thought, Lord Jesus, into captivity. Bring it, Lord, under subjection, Lord, to the will of your spirit. Pray, O oh Lord, against any spirit of distraction. God, that we bring our minds collectively together in one mind and one accord. That we would be attentive to the word of God. Lord, minister, Lord, to each and every individual's Lord. To our mothers today, God, strengthen them. Minister to them. I pray, God, before, Lord, this thing ends, that heaven would have come down and touched Jesus, your people. God, as we've tried through our worship, God, to reach up and touch heaven. I pray, O oh God, today mark any air from my mind and from my lips I pray oh Lord to speak your word Jesus today God let it find a lodging place Lord in our hearts I pray oh God today we cannot do any of this this morning God without you we need your fingerprints upon this service or we've just went Lord through the formality and the mechanism Lord of being here but God we need Jesus your impression upon our hearts and our lives today in the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Look at your neighbor before you're seated and tell them reversing Eve. You may be seated this morning. Eve, as she would later be known, was the first earthly woman. She was not born of the flesh. She was the only woman without a mother and a father. She was created by God from the rib of a man. She was the first wife. Eve had no mother to teach her the things that mothers impart to their daughters. For that matter, she was even without a mother-in-law <laughs> to tell her what to do or how to do. There was no one to model for Eve how to be a woman. There's no one to model for Eve how to be a wife. And among her prominent list of first are these. She was the first woman. She was the first wife. But she was also the first deceived and the first transgressed. Now, mothers, before you grab your, your, your tomatoes and your eggs this morning, please hear me out today. 
Amen. I might paint you in a bad picture, but we're going to try to get a new brush on you before it's all said and done. Amen. She was the first deceived and the first that transgressed. No one had ever been a woman before. No one had ever been a wife before. No one had ever been deceived before. No one had ever transgressed before. And while it may seem in a lot of positions and places, it's an esteemed position to be first in many areas and first in many aspects. Deception and transgression are not one of them. I mean, it might be well spoken of and to have some clout to say that you was the first woman. To be able to stand among a crowd and say that you were the first wife but you want to duck your head and find a rock to crawl underneath whenever you can testify that you were the first deceived and the first in transgression. Being the first, understand Eve's path of life that she would lead for others that would come after her. Being first, she would lead women. She would lead wives because she was first. But tragically as well, she would lead the deceived and she would lead the transgressors and so there's a furrow that's made in the ground and the soils of time of this lady that has impacted and has set a pattern then for everybody that would follow her. Her listening to the voice of the serpent in the garden which set a stage for other women other wives that would come after her to also maybe fall in that same rut of listening to the voice of the adversary and of the serpent. Timothy and also in the account of Genesis. Both of these harmonize so beautifully together in their accounts of her life. The Bible tells us in Timothy likewise in Genesis that she was formed second but she transgressed first. She was last in creation but she was first in transgression. I don't know what type of stigma you would like to have like that upon your life that you was last created out of man and woman but you was the first to transgress the first to make a mistake the first to flub up the first if you will to not go the path amen that was ordained by the God of heaven the first if you will to be in opposition separated from the master this was E I'm here to encourage Genesis 1.28 states these words, and God blessed them, male and female, amen, that he's speaking of here, male and female, the God that created the male and the female, he blessed them, and God said unto this couple, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. He blessed them. Amen. Before anything took place seemingly in the story, he was pronouncing blessing upon their life. He blessed the man. He blessed the woman. And it seems like somehow inside of that blessing was this responsibility or a part of the blessing. Amen. Was the responsibility to be fruitful, to multiply, 
to have sons and daughters to replenish the earth within the blessing the maker had bid them. I want you to be reproductive. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. And in everything that God had created and made from the stars to the sun to the separation of the water and the seas and the fowl of the air and the beast of the field, everything later in the scripture of Genesis, including man and woman and the blessing he pronounced upon them, he says this is is very good. Someone say amen. However, the same God that blessed them here curses them in Genesis 3. The same God that is blessing, if you will, their reproductivity, their fruitfulness, their multiplying is now cursing them in Genesis 3. A curse that results from a woman being deceived and sharing with her husband forbidden fruit. Might I say a woman being deceived and a man being persuaded by that woman. Amen. If we begin to recall Eve, many people, you begin to recall what they remember about Eve, they'll tell you, yeah, she was the first lady. They'll tell you, yeah, she was the first wife. But they will also tell you she's the one that partook of the tree. She's the one that gave ear to the voice of the adversary and the serpent that was in the garden. And some really don't realize, but she was the first in the transgression. She sold the tree, she desired the tree, and she took of the forbidden fruit first. Everybody say first. So whenever we begin to look at sin throughout all of humanity, through generations and generations of time, of men and women being born into a world of iniquity, if we're going to trace sin back, we got to trace sin all the way back to the furthest human source that we can find. And it's found first in the woman. I know I'm not really getting any women with me here today because you're talking, <laughs> just hold on with me. It was found first in the lady. First mistake was there. First deception was there. First transgression was right there upon the lady. She did it first. I can trace my sin. Amen. All the way back to Eve. Someone say Amen. All we know her by prior to sin and prior to the curse, all we know her by is by woman. Scripture bears it out. She was called nothing else but woman prior to the curse. She was called but nothing else but woman prior to the sin. But after sin came in her life, after the transgression occurred, after the curse occurred, the Bible says that her husband Adam calls her Eve. Why? Because scripture bears out in Genesis 3 and verse 20. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Eve's name simply means this. To live or life or living. Eve the transgressor this morning. Eve, the one that flubbed up. Eve, the deceiver, the sinner, the one who made a mistake. The apostle Paul then says in the New Testament scripture of Timothy, he says this woman, this deceiver, this transgressor, this sinner, this one that is known as making mistakes, she can be reversed. 
This lady can be saved. Hallelujah. I know what she has been painted to see and seem like as a transgressor, one that is to fall. But I'm here to tell you in the New Testament, I'm declaring a word that this lady can be saved. In other words, Paul was saying sin can be reversed. The curse can be reversed. Literally even everything she represents, evil life and living can be reversed. Hallelujah. It can all happen. Someone say amen. She was the last in the creation and she was the first in the transgression. But Paul says, I got good news for you. Although that is absolutely and definitely true, Paul says she can be saved. How in childbearing? Someone say amen. In childbearing. First woman, Eve. First wife, Eve. First deceived, Eve. First transgressed, Eve. But most importantly, first mother, Eve. just a little bit later. First mother was Eve. Understand today that act of childbearing, that act of giving birth to a child changed her relationship. It changed her status. She was no longer just a woman. Amen. She evolved from just being a woman to being a mother. And Paul says that lady can be saved by motherhood. Oh yeah. Someone say Amen. The blessing first bestowed upon the couple. Look at it. The blessing first bestowed upon the couple depended upon childbearing. It depended upon being fruitful. It, it depended upon multiplying and replenishing the earth. That first blessing that God ordained and provoked and spoke over their life was all about motherhood, childbearing. Yet when the curse came in the garden and the serpent was cursed and Eve was cursed and Adam was cursed, the curse that was evoked over the woman over the woman involved details about childbearing. It involved details about motherhood. Look at it now. The curse on the woman was for her transgression. And this is what the Bible states in Genesis 3 16. And unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception and sorrow thou shalt bear. Bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. In other words I gave you a blessing and in the blessing was that you should bear children and you should be mother but now since all of this is shook down the transgression and the deception I'm cursing now amen this act of childbearing this motherhood in childbearing is that which the curse would find its operation in childbearing someone say amen so the curse would be found in childbearing but it was also the venue through which the first blessing was given the curse was found in childbearing but it was also the venue through which the first blessing was to be escorted in Eve you being a mother it's going to be painful Eve you being a mother it's going to be done in sorrow Eve you being a mother there's going to be some times you wonder what in the world you're doing hallelujah because of what you're experiencing but you got to keep on doing that because that same thing that's bringing you sorrow that same thing that's got some heartache wound up in your life it's going to yield a blessing to you that same thing that's a reminder that you were the first deceived, the first that transgressed, there's going to come something out of a womb in the legacy. Oh, someone say glory. Someone say glory. 
Here's Eve. Listen, now consider now, this is first mama here. She endured the pain of childbirth without understanding what was happening within her own body. She reared her children without any knowledge on how to do such things, without any other woman on earth to guide her or support her. No mom, no mother-in-law. There was no mom support group. There wasn't no first-time mom group at the church that she could go to. There was no Lamaze class. There was no lactation consultant. There was no baby R's us. First mama didn't have any of these things. All that she knew, all that she knew concerning the pain is that this pain is a result of my curse. This pain is a result of my transgression. This pain is a result of my failure. This pain is a result of where I stepped out of line. But also God told me that this same thing called motherhood that would be a curse and pain and sorrow, that motherhood would be a blessing along with the blessing that was spoken in Genesis 1 before God ever gives the curse in Genesis 3 he gives a promise before he ever gives the curse he gives a promise and he says in Genesis 3 15 speaking to the woman speaking to the first deceived the first that transgressed speaking to woman he says I will put enmity between thee Satan the serpent and the woman and between thy seed the serpent seed and her seed the woman's seed Eve's seed it shall bruise thy head in other words serpent that which is born of a woman is going to bruise your head and thou shalt bruise his heel This was spoken to the woman. This was spoken to the female gender. This was spoken to the deceiver, the transgressor. Honey, I want to let you know you've been blessed. And yeah, I'm about ready to lay a curse on your life. But there's something I don't want you to forget. Don't forget the promise. Because whenever you're going through your childbearing and you're in your sorrow, you got to remember the promise. Whenever you can't conceive and your womb is barren, you got to keep on trying because you got to remember the promise. Some would say glory right now. So she's got a blessing. She's got a promise. And then she gets the curse. But she was assured through the promise that her seed would bruise the serpent's head. I can imagine after Adam knew his wife and they conceived and the firstborn child would come forth by the name of Cain. She called him Cain. Look at the meaning. Even why she called him Cain. Because she's spoken to the Lord. I've gotten a man from the Lord. Could you imagine what may have been going through Eve's mind? I wonder if this could be the one. I wonder if this could be the seed. Is this the one that's going to bruise the serpent's head? Is this the one, amen, that's going to somehow reverse everything that I've been? 
Is this going to be the one that's going to make the score straight? I was deceived by the serpent. Cain, I've gotten a man from the Lord. Could this be the one? She may have thought Abel then was born. But we understand the story of the early scripture that Cain ends up killing his brother Abel. And I can only see Eve now. What now? Had two boys. One is off on a tangent somewhere. He got a mark on his body. He's a sojourner. He's left everything that's concerning the things of God. And now I got me a dead boy that's in the ground. Now, God, how's this promise? How is this Eve going to be reversed? The Bible says. As bad as it hurt the first time to give Cain and bring him into the world. As bad as the sorrow was the first time to bring Abel into the world. As bad as it hurts, I can hear Eve say, I got to be mother. I got to be mom. Hey Amen. There's a blessing in being mom. And Adam knew his wife again. And God gave her a son by the name of Seth. And look what Eve calls him. Seth, meaning God hath appointed me another seed. Perhaps this is it. Perhaps this is where everything's going to change. I got a set now. Perhaps all of this is going to turn the tables of what I've been and who I was in my former years. The Bible says in Genesis 5 and verse 4, the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. Eve didn't have Seth. End with Seth. To say it was over. No. She says, I got to be mama. There's a blessing in being fruitful. There's a blessing in multiplying. I've received a promise that my seed, I don't know who, where, or whereabouts in history or future, but my seed. And the Bible says after Seth, they beget sons, plural, daughters, plural. I don't know how many children Adam and Eve had, but even after Seth, he records that they had more kids because Eve is thinking along with a curse in being mama. There's a blessing that's going to reverse everything if I can just continue to bear some children. Paul says she shall be saved in or literally she shall be saved through childbearing. And the literal scripture is the childbearing. In the Greek there's a little article, a definitive article, right before the word childbearing in Greek. That definitive article is the word the. It's not in your Bibles, but it's there in the Greek. It's not just speaking about any child being born. Not talking about just any childbearing, but it had a designated, set aside, particular childbirth in mind that shall bring salvation and the reversal of Eve. Just like Isaiah, where we see a virgin, it's literally a definitive article, the virgin. There was one God already had in mind set aside that that child Jesus was going to be born through. Likewise, there was the birth, the childbearing of a particular child that he had in mind that was going to be for the saving, if you will, of this matter concerning Eve, the childbearing. Through the childbearing, through it might I say, through mothers, through motherhood, the Savior of all men 
Hallelujah. The Jesus Christ that you and I testify of, the Savior of all men, comes into the world by virtue of mothers that continue in childbearing. I don't know if anybody's going to get this today. I'm trying to make it plain. The Bible says in Galatians 4, 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. Someone say that's Jesus. God sent forth his son made of a woman. Joseph did not have any participation in the making of the Christ child. Yes, yes, yes. There was no seed from him in the participation of the Christ child. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and she conceived. But that child was made of a woman. It was made of a mother. It was made of, oh yes. Someone say amen. I wish somebody would just lean in just a little bit this morning because even though the woman race did something bad in the garden, even though they were deceived first and even though they fell into transgression first and even though she shared with her husband first, although the woman race might have done that, the woman race did something far greater in her role of a mother, in her role of motherhood, ultimately in the saving Messiah that was brought into the world by a woman. He said there's going to be a seed there's going to be a seed amen that's going to somehow reverse this thing there's going to be a seed that's going to be born that's going to bruise the head of the serpent it wasn't necessarily in her immediate family but mm, someone say yes how's this possible brother McGee I'll tell you how because Matthew 1 21 tells us plainly and she brings and she shall bring forth a son speaking of Mary and thou shalt call his name everybody say Jesus, for he shall save his people from their Oh, Jesus. How important then is that for each participation in the matter? i tell you how important it is. Go to Luke 3, the one of the gospel that traces Jesus' genealogy all the way back to Adam, the son of man. Look, the others will trace it back to Abraham. Mark does no tracing. Amen. John traces it all the way back to the Word. But Luke, he traces it all the way back to Adam, the son of man. Uh-huh. Not typical in a Jewish genealogy to include women. But no well where each man was named in Jesus' genealogy. There's a woman, a mother. That should be listed alongside him as well. And you know who got this thing started? Eve had some children, namely through her son Seth. <laughs> and Seth would have a Enos. And Enos would have a Canaan. And Canaan would have a Mahalalel. And he would have a Jared. And he would have an Enoch. And he would have a Methuselah. But all this happened by virtue of a childbearing mama. Not just a woman, but a mother. Someone hear me right now. 
ladies and gentlemen, and we can look. You look at it. You look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter number 3. Traced all the way back to Adam. Traced all the way back, if I could say it like this, to Eve. You look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ. By virtue of generation after generation of mothers that was willing to endure some sorrow, willing to endure some pain, although they had the mark of a deceiver, a deceptive one, one that had transgression upon their life, carrying around that mark, carrying around that turmoil, carrying around that baggage and that heavy load. They said in every generation, we got to keep on bearing. We got to keep on bearing because there's going to come a seed somewhere in the line of all this that's going to be able to say, Save us from our sin. Save us from our place of beginning. Save us from our turmoil. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep on. Someone say yes. You go and look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Look at it this morning. You'll see in that genealogy, Abraham. And you'll see Isaac. And you'll see Jacob. And you'll see Judah. Where you see Abraham, you're seeing a Sarah. Where you're seeing a Isaac, you're seeing a Rebecca. Uh-huh. Where you see a Jacob, you're seeing a Rachel, but more importantly, a Leah. Where you see Judah, you see a Tamar who dressed herself like a harlot and had Perez and Zara. Read your Bible, folks. Read your Bible concerning these men and these ladies because the Bible speaks of Sarah, Abraham's wife. She's barren. And she's owed. But spoken into her life. In thy seed shall all the nations be blessed. Not in you as you are right now, but in you as being mama. You're sm- Someone say glory. Rebecca, Isaac's wife. Baron! I want you to notice something. I read this. Notice this. When I read the curse that was put upon Eve. Multiply thy sorrow and in thy conception. And in sorrow the, in childbearing. Multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. What was going on? Well, you know what I believe? You say, well, God opened the womb later. Yes, but I believe what Rebecca and what Sarah was experiencing was the curse. Because they were trying to get seed in their womb and conceive, but they couldn't. But God was multiplying the sorrow in their conception. But you know what mama said? It hasn't happened the last 15 times. And I know this is just a curse because of where our beginning started. But we got to keep on trying, Sister Rhonda. Because there's a blessing in it. There's a promise of this thing being reversed. Leah, Rachel was the faith of of Jacob. But Leah was the one that was bearing offspring. It was more than her just doing well to her husband's name. But the Bible says she had a Reuben. She said, all right, surely my husband's going to be pleased. She has a Simeon, though. After, oh, surely he's going to be pleased. She never stops. She has a Levi. Surely he's going to be pleased. She has a Judah. The Bible says she was left bearing. She stopped bearing after Judah. Judah. 
and then she got her handmaid and gave it to Jacob so they could bear wives but it stopped right there at Judah and it would be through Judah and Tamar that Perez and Zara would be born and then continuing through them there would be mother after mother that would be given birth all the way up to Mary amen that was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost that would give birth to a Jesus Christ for listen you can count and I did it this morning I may be off some and they might not all be accounted for but there are 76 mothers Right here, that should be listed in the genealogy of Jesus. All of them may not be accounted for, but 76 mothers, 76 mothers. Jesus never had a literal father in the way we think of a father that was responsible for that seed in his life, but he was born of a woman. He had a mother. It reversed the deceiving. It it reversed the transgression. Now all of humanity, not just even mothers or women, but all humanity can be saved because mothers throughout the eons of time kept bearing some children in their sorrow with their stamp, if you will, of heartache, despair, and sin upon their life. They said, I got to keep doing this because there's a blessing in it. If I could say it like this today, Jesus is born and in his life, I can almost look at him looking through, amen, the, 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 the timeline, Amen of history and say Eve you was cursed because you took something off the tree but I'm going to reverse that by becoming cursed for putting something on the tree you took something off but I'm going to put something on there I'm going to put myself he reversed the curse she removed something but he put something back in its place he put himself and because of a Eve. The Bible says, Curses is everyone that hangeth on a tree. You, you sustained your curse by taking something off. I'm going to reverse it and stain a curse on me by putting something on it. Eve, second formed, first transgressed. But when she bore a child, there was a shift going on in the reversing of Eve of life, of living. She became a mother and those succession of mothers would bring about the childbearing, the Christ child. The condition, if you will, in which Eve suffered the most would become the offspring in which she would be most blessed. He was to be the son of man and yet have no human father. The one who should bruise serpent's head was to be woman's seed. Ephesians 4.18, when it speaks of the Gentiles, that's us. When it speaks of us, it states that we were alienated from the life of God. We were alienated from the life of God. But as soon as Mary brings forth Jesus, the Bible states that the glory of the Lord shone round about and when she took that newborn babe to the temple, 
that Simeon in the temple was moved by the Holy Spirit and says, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Someone say yes. In other words, by woman had come sin, but by motherhood should come the Savior. By woman had come the curse, but by motherhood should come he who would bear and remove the curse. By woman, paradise was lost. Yet by motherhood should be born the one who should regain it for us. Oh, there was a reversing of Eve. You shall be saved in child. Because of being a mother. Everything that was associated with Eve was reversed by the childbearing, by Jesus being born. Everything was reversed by motherhood. Listen, folks. What was it that gave Israel deliverance from a 400, 430 year bondage? People say, well, it was Moses, it was God. I want to look at some of the tools, the instruments. It was Moses, it was God. I declare to you today that what gave Israel deliverance from a 400, 430 year bondage was lively birthing mothers. In Exodus 1 and verse 19, the Bible says, And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, The midwives had a decree that they were supposed to take the babies, the male babies, they were supposed to throw them away, throw them in the river, get rid of them, kill them. And the midwives' response to Pharaoh was, they said, because the Hebrew women, Israelites, she, they said, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women. The Egyptian women, yeah, they still have their sorrow and birth, but they're a whole lot more laid back about it. said, so, but the Hebrew women, they're not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively. And are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. In other words, the baby's already been born. They're lively in childbearing. In other words, the midwives couldn't take, they couldn't kill, they couldn't stymie the deliverance because Israel had some lively birthing mamas. Stand with me, I'll close today. Verse 15 tells us of 1 Timothy chapter 2. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. If they continue. That's more than one woman. If they continue. That's a collection of women. Could I even say that that could be some of their offspring? That's the propagation and the continuance of motherhood. Mothers. That if they continue. Remember a few, just a few weeks ago, I made mention of Psalms 127 and verse 5. The key phrase in speaking about children being a heritage from the Lord and so on and so forth. Blessed man whose quiver is full of them. But the Bible states plainly that they, but they, that's speaking of children. But they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. They're going to contend with your enemy. They're going to contend with your adversary. Who is? Your children are. How do they come about? By childbearing. How is that possible? 
if a woman doesn't remain a woman but becomes a mother. I close today with this. It happened through the lineage of Jesus Christ. The pain that she would go through would just be a reminder of her sin. She may have thought that, you know, I've, I've caused generations to have plunged into sin because I was first woman, first wife, first deceived, first transgressed. But by being mother for those prior to Mary of New Testament Scripture, by being mother, they helped bring God through Jesus Christ to a generation that would have never known Him. And now, listen to me mothers, and now, now, by mother, after Mary, after the Christ. All those before was helping bring a God to a generation. Now, after that time, mothers have the great task and responsibility of raising a godly children that can bring a generation to God. Before Christ was born, they were trying to bring God to a generation. After he's born, they're trying to bring a generation to God. Thus, in doing so, Bishop, reversing Eve. Mama flubbed up. But all those 67 mothers of Jesus' genealogy, because mothers kept bearing, brought forth the Christ child. And brought about the possibility of salvation from transgression, sin, and iniquity. And now after that's already happened, the diligence and most impact upon any child's life is mom. Or she caused a real rocky road with transgression in the very beginning. Now mom is training, teaching, filtrating into the lives of children. Here is the path that you should walk. Here's the path that you should walk therein. Reversing Eve today. Bow our heads all across this place. Folks, I declare to you this morning that this is more than just two little phrases that my wife just shared with me. And I just thought, okay, I'm, going to, I'm just going to work real hard in spite of God just to put something together on this. All right? But I felt as I studied this and sought this out that God was doing this for a reason and a purpose for those who may be here this morning. I would dare to say that there are probably more ladies, maybe even we could say a higher account of mothers that have problems with esteem, who they are. Let me tell you this morning. There has been some prized things that have come through the lineage of time by a woman exceeding the place of being a woman and becoming a mother. What's been brought through the womb of a mother? These altars are open today. That deception, that transgression, 
doesn't matter who we are, if we're guests or not. Let me tell you what, that opened up a floodgate of hope and salvation and potential. Because mom, although she was going to have pain in her childbearing, God had already given her a promise and a blessing as well. And if you'll continue to do this and continue to go through with this, there's going to be a seed that shall be born that shall bruise the head of your enemy, the head of your adversary. These altars are open today. You can frequent this altar. I'll leave that to you. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.